how to become attractive 400% faster with my personal blueprint. Hey, welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong, and today we're talking about, I think, getting stuck in that doldrum, right? Getting stuck in that realm of, what do I do here? When I look at the progression in my own life of how I rapidly became more and more competent with people, how I learned to develop emotional connection with people, what I can see is I progressed through the same cycle of ideas again and again and again. So I want to break that down. Um, it's really not that complicated, although I can see in the last version of this recording, I made it complicated. So in this version, I'm going to make it simple. Um, so I think that by knowing each of these different steps, it will enable you to skip about four times faster through this process because you won't be stopping and trying to figure out what the next step is. Instead, you'll know exactly where to go and what you need to do. And this not only applies to just attraction, I think that this applies to any kind of acquirable skill. So the first place that we start is that we're bad with something and we don't know it. Maybe we're like terrible with the opposite gender, but we're like oblivious. So like it doesn't matter. We're, we're kind of in like an ignorance is bliss sort of place. And so it's not so bad. Now step two is awareness. Now we know. Now we know we're bad with women or men. And but as a, as a, as a side effect of that, we also don't like ourselves, right? We begin to reject who we are because, you know, that person is bad with women. <laughs> so we don't want to be that person. So we try on, you know, we try on everything else. We take on role models. We try someone else's how-to lists. Um, and we, tr and I think, I think for me at least, I noticed that I was trying to supplant my personality. I was trying to replace who I was with someone else that I thought was more attractive. I remember reading somewhere that like one of the things that like James Dean would do when he got into places was just kind of like scowl and like have this weird look on his face when he wandered into places. And then women would get curious and like walk up to him and be like, oh, what's that about? And then that would turn into something, right? And so I would start doing that. I'd like walk into places with like a furrowed brow and then it would be very clear to other people that like I was just having a really bad time, at least from the outside, right? Meanwhile, I'm just trying to look cool and like really desirable. So it didn't, it didn't work clearly. <laughs> and I have like this big wrinkle in the center of my forehead because of it. I did this for years and years and after a while it just became a habit and it stuck. But I say all of this because, uh, you know, that's, that's really familiar to me. Um, I think within this stage, it's also accompanied by furious self-improvement. We're doing anything and everything that we can get our hands on to be someone different. 
Now, from this stage, I think it's pretty natural to go to a place of resignation and hopelessness. It's like, I've done all these things and why aren't they goddamn working? Like, uh, I put in all this effort and it's not paying off. And this is traditionally where I think a lot of us just kind of fall off the bandwagon. Um, it's one of the reasons why like New Year's resolutions don't last for longer than a couple of months for like 80% of people, 90% of people. Um, we hit stage three and it sucks horribly right because like now what do we do we've tried everything so what's left like well it's just it's just getting stuck in that marketing loop of like oh well you've tried so and so and such and such have you tried this thing it's a revolutionary new system and meanwhile we try it and then it turns out it's like the same exact system that everyone else is pitching so like where do you go i think from there where i like to take things is embrace and erase. And I'll explain that a little bit more in detail. Embrace and erase is this idea that the more we resist something, the more it tends to show up in other ways in our lives. So for instance, one pattern that I have been working on addressing is dealing with this tendency to cut people out of my life or to write them off the minute they get on like my bad side, right? They do something, I get real triggered, and they're like, bam, out, get out. And while that's like okay in terms of boundaries it's really not okay because it's not in alignment with my larger goal of like finding and settling down with the one right i can't be throwing in the towel every single time a major fight happens and so i've been i've been making good progress interrupting that process but i think what helps the most with this is first accepting embracing that side of us that we are trying to get rid of the reason for this is simple, because when we reject a piece of ourselves, we get activated anytime we see that piece of ourselves show up. And that makes it even harder to get out of that mode, right? Usually what we're trying to get rid of is who we are when we're triggered. But if we get triggered when we're triggered, then really there's, <laughs> there's just no fucking escape, right? We just, we can't leave. And that has us be trapped. That has us be trapped. And and it's so difficult to escape until we stop and try to start to accept that piece of who we are. Uh, the one thing that I noticed was when I was hanging out with other people who had similar tendencies, right? They just cut other people out of their lives. They disappear. They stop responding to stuff. I would start judging them because it's like, oh, look at this mofo doing the thing that I know that I shouldn't be doing. And like, so I would get triggered to them and then I'd cut them out of my life. And then I'd be stuck doing the same pattern again. Like, <laughs> so... There was, there's no way out until we begin to love the piece of ourselves that we're rejecting. I had to check the, had to check the time on this real quick. Didn't want to look and suddenly realize that I was like 20 minutes in. Okay, so we're at a good, we're at a good place right here. So when we can begin to embrace that idea, and it might take several rounds of embracing that, that piece of who we are, then we can begin to get less reactive. Then things can begin to shift. Um, it's never about trying to reject yourself so hard that things change. Even though initially that's where we all start. That's normal, right? This is a stage that we all go through. Um, and ultimately it's not helpful. So if you find yourself being stuck, one place that I'm going to highly recommend you look at is what part of me am I actively rejecting right now? Whether I'm real triggered at someone else or real triggered at myself and blaming myself and just stuck in this pit of despair. Um, either way, 
look to see, is there something in this person that's reminding me of something that I really don't like in me? Or is there just a piece of me that I recognize and I see that I'm just trying to furiously fix? And what kind of work do I need to do to actually get to a place where I accept this? One place that I'm going to recommend that you look is starting with gratitude. See if you can bring gratitude to the picture. Now, I'm not going to give you the specifics here because I want you to be able to figure this out for yourself. That's where the growth is. That's where the discovery is. That's where the magic happens. So where can I bring gratitude to this? Alrighty then. That's all the time that we have for today. We'll catch you next week, Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and give it a like, a subscribe, a share, rate it on your favorite platform, or send it over to someone who really needs to hear this and see if you can brighten up their day. All right, we'll catch you. I already said this. Next week, we'll catch you next week. Okay, bye. (laughs)